We're starting a new series this month. It's called Little is Big, and today is going to be on Hung by the Tongue. So let's open in prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for the service today. We've already had church. Lord, communion's a holy time. I receive communion every day. There's very few days go by that I don't take time to commune with the grape juice and with the little piece of bread and just spend that little time with you, Lord. I thank you today as we kick off this new series on Sunday and Wednesdays, Lord. I thank you that we're just going to continue to grow in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you turn with me to James chapter 3? There are small things in life that have big effects on us. Some are good and some are Let's try. I mean, that was, a, that was a simple one. You know, black, white, red, green. Ready? Some are and some are bad. There you go. You're allowed to talk in this church. Amen. No one will come next to you and say, be quiet. Not here. So think about it. A little atom that can be made into an atom bomb and cause great devastation can also be taken to supply great energy throughout our world. Little things, big results. Little investments, that the, you, those that are young, if you put away just a little bit every week with compounding interest, when you come to the age of retirement, you'll have a lot of money waiting for you, amen? As long as the government doesn't take it all from us, but you know what I'm trying to say. That compounding interest keeps building. A little tick bite can cause serious sickness, and I can go on and on in that. In this series, I want to talk about little things in our lives that can cause big problems or big blessings. Today, I want to talk about one of the smallest members of our body, and that's our tongue. Anybody got one of them? I'm trying to learn how to use it less and less, if you know what I mean. All right, here we go. We're going to read James chapter 3, verse 1 through 12 from the New King James Version. We're all going to read it together, and then we'll go ahead and start divvying it up. Is that okay? So everybody turn to James chapter 3. If you got one of your little iphone gizmos there, go ahead and change it over to New King James Bible, and let's begin. Ready? My brethren, come on, all together. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man. I can't hear you. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole bodies. Look also at the ships. Although they are so large and are driven by a fierce wind, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creatures of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Come on, keep going. Don't, don't lose fuel with me now. 
but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? And can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Thank God for the holy word of God. Amen. Let me read a little story to you. It was his first day on the job. He was a new clerk in the green produce department of a supermarket. A lady came up to him and said she wanted to buy half a head of lettuce. He tried to prevent her from that goal, but she persisted. Finally, he said, I'll have to go talk to the manager. He went to the rear of the store to talk to the manager, not noticing that the woman was walking right behind him. When he got into the back of the store, he said to the manager, there's some stupid old lady out there who wants to buy half a head of lettuce. What should I tell her? Seeing the horrified look on the face of the manager, he turned about and seeing the woman at it, and this nice lady wants to buy the other half of the head of lettuce. Will that be all right? <laughs> Relieved, the manager said that would be fine. Later in the day, he congratulated the boy on his quick thinking. He then asked, where are you from, my son? The boy said, I'm from Toronto, Canada, the home of beautiful hockey players and ugly women. <laughs> the manager looked at him and said, my wife is from Toronto. And the boy very wisely said, oh, and what hockey team did she play for? <laughs> the Bible has much to say about this little member of our bodies. But here's an important scripture I want you to see. Hold your place in James. We're coming back, but turn to Proverbs 18:21. This is a scripture that you should memorize and somehow let it control this tongue of ours. Watch what it says here. Proverbs 18, 21. Ready? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Why don't we say it together? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Go ahead and point to your tongue. Mm. And those who love it will eat the fruit. I could have given you a different translations and paraphrase, a, a dozen of them, but here's just a couple. This is the message paraphrase. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. We can make our mouth a blessing to our family, a blessing to society, or we can make it poison. Here's the, the living Bible. Those who love to talk will suffer the consequence. Men have died for saying the wrong things. Gentlemen, any of you agree with that statement? We say the wrong things to our wives and we're like, oh boy, shouldn't have let that one out. 
How many here have let out some words that you wish you could have taken back in? How many have felt the actual hurt upon a person as soon as you said the words? You could see it in their face. You could see that what you just said hurt them more than if you took a two-by-four and clunked them in the head. So I can go on and on with different translations. You can look them up on your own time. So we have all made statements and wish we could take them back. So let's go to James now. And let's see what this half-brother of our Lord Jesus Christ is going to teach us about words. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. And again, that applies to myself. And anyone here that runs small groups that's a teacher, understand your example goes a long way. Amen? We influence people. Then he makes this statement, for we all stumble in many ways. Isn't it good that the Bible lets us know that we all make mistakes? Let me try that on this side. Isn't it good that the Bible lets us know that we all make mistakes? And it's not condemning us here. It wants to teach us. But mistakes are part of life. You will blow it one day. I will blow it one day. That's why the Bible says forgive one another. Be compassionate towards one another. Help one another. Because we're all in this same boat together. I have overcome in certain areas that you might be fighting in. You have overcome in certain areas that I might be fighting in. We're all in this boat together. We all have different lust, And lust doesn't always just mean sexual. You can have lust, covet things. You can have lust in so many different ways. Amen. That's why we need to be compassionate and not look down upon people when they're struggling with, say a guy is struggling with pornography or a girl is struggling with gossiping towards a neighbor because they had got a new car and, and we're still driving an older car and on and on. We need to be compassionate towards one another. Amen. Thank you for saying amen on that. But we all stubble, stubble, stubble. That's it, you got it. In many things, and that's the, the Bible truth right there. We all blow it in many ways, church family. We all do. Oh, no, I'm a, you know, the Bible says anything out of faith is sin. Anything out of love is sin. So think about that. Amen. Love is not touchy, fretful, resentful, takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It goes on and on. Are we doing every part of that? Sometimes, some days are good. Some days are not good. Amen. amen? I'm not trying to make excuses for us here. I'm hoping we grow in this. A amen? But he makes this statement. If anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man. Now that word perfect there, don't let it mess you up. Circle it. It means mature. A mature man. Amen. He's growing up. He's looking to take Christianity to the next step. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There are those that are very content where they are. And look, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you are truly born again, I don't care if you do nothing, you're going to heaven. But there are those like myself that we want to keep digging, growing, moving on. Amen? I believe that there are eternal values in what we do down here. 
Now, you say, amen, oh me, that hurt, whatever. I believe that with all my heart, because the Bible talks about the man that will go after silver, gold, precious stone, and the others that will go after wood, hay, and stubble, and the fire is going to burn it on Judgment Day, and then what's left is what we're going to have for eternity. I'm going for as much as I can in this life. I'm going for the gold. If I end up with silver, I end up with bronze, praise the Lord, I'm going for the gold. Amen. So if anyone does not stumble in words, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. So this little tongue can bridle or get in line this body? Think about what he's saying here, church family. Think about what he's saying. Then he goes on, he says, Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole bodies. Think of the strength of a horse. We talk about cars having 100 horsepower, 200 horsepower, 300 horsepower. You know, we're talking about the, the power of that car. The power of a horse can be controlled by the bit that's in its mouth, the little bit that's in its mouth. Then this one really gets me. Look also at ships. Although they are so large, you ever see some of these humongous uh, cruise ships, right? And are driven by fierce winds, but they're turned about with a small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Wherever he desires. You see what he's saying here? That means I have a control in my life by what I desire or what I let out of my mouth. Are you with me? Bits and rudders are very small, but they have the power to direct. They affect the lives of others. A runaway horse or a shipwreck can mean the death of many people. The German battleship Bismarck was eventually destroyed in World War II because of a damaged rudder. If a rudder is unattended, the ship will flounder without direction and eventually crash into the rocks or the shore. When our tongue is out of control, like an unattended rudder, it will bring disaster to our lives. For this reason, in our li- for this reason, we need the Lord's direction in our lives. The tongue is very small, yet it's powerful. If we can control it, we can control this entire body. How many want to control our bodies? Amen. Come on, only two of you. Wow. The rest of you want to case Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Go for it. Amen. I mean, as long as you're born again, you're going to heaven. Amen. But I want to go a little deeper than that. Come on, talk to me. Again, Proverbs 18, 21. Do you know it by heart now? Ready? Death, come on, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Verse 5 of James, ready? Even so, the tongue is a little member. We have many members in our body. We have a heart. We have organs. We have, uh, you know, skin. We got cell, digestive system, on and on. So the tongue is a little member, yet it boasts great things. See how great a fire, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire 
by hell. Now look, there's a lot of negative here, but I'm going to turn it around also, amen? So think about for a moment how a small spark can cause such a huge forest fire. I think about the fire that we had two years ago in our offices. It was caused by a small squirrel biting an electrical line outside that caused a surge into one of our offices, Miss Ashley's, that started a spark and then a fire. And if the door wasn't closed, we probably would have lost the whole other end of that building there, all by a little squirrel chomping on electrical wire. Wonder if he got fried. Amen. Think about it, on October 8th, on October 8th, 1871, a fire started in the O'Leary Barn in Chicago, Illinois. That fire swept through the city, burning 17,500 buildings, leaving 125,000 people homeless and killing 300 people. Fire is powerful. Words are more powerful. He continues on in verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird and reptiles and creatures of the sea, we have tamed and we have been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. Now right there we kind of go, why are we even talking about this? We can't tame it. But God can. But God can. If we're willing, God can do the work on our tongue. And we'll get into that. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poisons. Men have tamed lions and tigers and bears. Oh, that was pretty good. Let's try it again. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, Amen. <laughs> Do you remember in the old days when a, a movie like March of the Wooden Soldiers or The Wizard of Oz, you only get to see it one time a year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz was around Easter March of the Wooden Soldiers was around Thanksgiving. Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman was around Christmas. And that was it. No VCRs, Pastor? No VCRs. No, what do they call that? TiVo or whatever the thing that records for you. Anyway, let's stay with the message. I don't know why I keep showing my age here, amen? It is so good to see Miss Judy Frank here today. God bless you, sister. God bless you. I love seeing these seasoned citizens loving God the way they do until they go to glory like each and every one of us will. They don't miss church for anything. The word unruly here, it is an unruly evil. Here means that cannot be restrained or held back. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. We also know what poison can do. Poison kills. Come on, guys, you with me? Here, little story I read. This is good. I heard about three ministers who went out fishing one day. All they were all friends who pastored different churches in the same town. While they were fishing, they began confessing their sins to each other. The first pastor said, you know what my big sin is? My big sin is drinking. I know it's wrong, but every Friday night I drive to a city where no one will recognize me. I go to the bar and I get drunk. I know I shouldn't, but I can't help it. It's my big sin. Come on, let's feel bad for the guy. Oh. <laughs> the second pastor said, well, fellas, 
to be honest with you, I got a big sin too. My big sin is gambling. As a matter of fact, you know all the money I raised for that mission trip to India? I took it to Las Vegas instead, and I lost it all. I'm so ashamed. My big sin is gambling. <laughs> Finally, it was the third, yeah, right? <laughs> Finally, it was the third pastor's turn. He said, guys, I probably should have gone first because my big sin is gossiping. All right, a few more minutes we have left. Let me say this. God can help us control our tongue. We shouldn't look at this like there is no hope. It is not hopeless. How? By what we put into our hearts. Follow me on this. We can control our thoughts by controlling our tongue, by controlling our thoughts and attitude. When we start getting in a, an eternal perspective, it puts things very nicely together. Let me explain what I mean. Go over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. In verse 1 and 2. The apostle Paul had an eternal perspective. People say, oh, people like that, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. No, we have found out that they're so heavenly minded that they are earthly good. Amen. And that's important because if we center ourselves and what's going on in Washington right now, what's going on in Canada right now, what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on here, there, you'll go crazy. But when you set it on delusion, then you look straight up and you know everything's going to be okay. Amen? These people aren't going to take over the world. Jesus Christ is taking over the world. These people are going to get their great reset and they're going to be awfully disappointed on it. We're going to get the greatest reset. Jesus Christ setting up his kingdom here on this earth. Can we give him a big hand? Maranatha! Come, Lord Jesus, come. Colossians 3.1, ready? If then you were raised with Christ, how many here have been raised with Christ? Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now watch the next three words. Set your mind, set your mind, set your soul, set this part right here, not your brain. Your brain is not your mind. Your brain is an organ that the mind works through, but the mind is a spiritual thing. Set your mind on what? Things above and not on things of this earth. We got to watch when we're watching so much news and we know everything that's going on out there, it can just be way heavy on you. Set your, you know, here's what you should do. I want to watch the news. I want to know what's going on in the world, but I even it out with the word of God. How much am I giving to God compared to how much am I filling myself up with the, the junk of this world? Amen. Listen, I got clean water here. It doesn't take much dirt to dirty up this water. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't take much. Turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Ready? A good man. Everybody say, that's me. Amen. Don't, don't be embarrassed to say that. I'm a good man. You're a good lady. Amen. Out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, 
His mouth speaks. What's in you is coming out of you. You will always know where you're at spiritually by what proceeds from your mouth. Some of you are saying, ouch to that. Look, but maybe some good things are coming out of our mouth too. Amen? Out of our tongue, our tongues can be blabbermouths that reveals what's going on in our heart. It reveals the true nature of the person, and it also monitors the spiritual temperature of an individual. And not, you know, let me say this right. Not when we're in church and going, hallelujah, praise the Lord. When the boss says something, when the car didn't start, when the wife, the husband, come on, everybody with me. All right, so don't say, I do real good. Yeah, an hour and a half in church on Sunday. What about the rest of the time? And again, I'm not trying to put, it, put us down. Socrates said it like this. Listen, this is so good. Speak, friends, that I may see thee. Did you get that? Yeah. Speak, friends, that I might see thee. You want to know where I'm at? Let things come out during hard times. I had a precious sister say to me the other day, was attacked with something, not sure what was going on. And she said, I just refuse to go on to WebMD and all these things and just fill my mind up with, it can be this, it can be that, it can be that, it can be that. I would rather just go to the doctor and know. Amen. I feel bad for doctors nowadays because everybody's a doctor. A rabbi said it like this. He spoke of the tongue as an arrow rather than a dagger or a sword because the tongue can wound or kill from a great distance. Boy, listen to this. Scientists state that once a sound wave is set in motion, it continues on, never, uh, continues on a never-ending journey. Imagine that the words of George Washington are still moving right now. The words of Jesus are still moving right now. That's how powerful our words are. Go with me to Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Oh, just give me a couple more minutes here. I want to just get these scriptures to you. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it issues... Out of it springs the issues of life. And we just read, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amplified version says it like this. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. This is why biblical meditation is so important. What are we flooding our minds with? Well, I can't do that because I worry all day. That's meditation. Just turn it around to God and get it off the problems. Amen. We can make our mouths a blessing. Let me just give you some scriptures. You want to jot them down or look them up with me? Proverbs 25, 11. Look what he says here. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. I like how the Message Bible, the Message Paraphrase says this. 
the right words at the right time is, a, is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. Isn't that beautiful? You ever do that? Somebody asks you a question and you give them an answer and all of a sudden, that's it. That's what I needed. Does that go a long way? Isaiah, come on, real quick. Isaiah 50, verse 4. We can get through this today. Only got 20 more pages. No, only three more pages. And they're, they're big, big words. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to he who is weary. Husbands, have you ever been weary? Come on, guys. Yes or no? Amen. Wives, have you ever been weary? Yes. Don't you need a word in season spoken to you to get you out of that weariness? James 1.19, So then, my beloved brethren, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So how do we do this? It's by, there's only really one way of doing this, guys. Everybody say one. And this is why it's, you know, I'm not going to give you a whole list. I'm going to give you one thing. Here we go. You ready? This is it as we wrap it up. One thing. Everybody say one thing. If I do this one thing, I can really control my tongue. One thing. And I can bring blessings to the weary. And I can be like, like custom jewelry. One thing. Come on, say one thing. All right. Colossians 3.16. The only way. You will get control of your tongue is to saturate yourself with the word of God. Amen. It's the only way. You can pray, you can pray a zillion hours, ain't gonna get it done. It says you saturate yourself through biblical meditation and reading the word and studying the word that it happens. Watch what he says here, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ Remember now, everything we study through the whole Bible is always to point to Jesus Christ. Amen? That's why we did that, Jesus, in every book of the Bible. It's always to point to him. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Proverbs 12, 18, NLT. Some people make cutting remarks, but the word of the wise brings healing. 1 Peter 3, 10. For he who would love life. How many here would love life? Come on. You really the rest of you want to drop dead right now? How many of you love life? Want a good life? How many want a good life for your children? I want my kids having better than me if the Lord doesn't return. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Wow. If I want a good life, I got to watch what I say. But I can't watch what I say unless I fill myself up with something else. So let's finish this up now. James 3, 9. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse man who has been made in the likeness of God. 
Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings. Hallelujah. Cursing. Ah. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevines bear figs? Thus, no, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Little, big. Little, big. Little, big. Listen, what God has called me to do, my tongue influenced more than just one person. We all have different things. Your, your circle might be smaller, might be bigger. Amen? Amen. We're going to close in prayer. I kind of went over today, but we're good. Yes. Father, I thank you that we're definitely not leaving this on a low end. This is a church that preaches the word. The word gets in us. We go home. We think about what we learned and we grow. Even if it's one, one scripture today, life and death, death and life are in the power of the tongue, Lord. I pray today for my precious, precious church family. We are living in, in what the Bible calls perilous times. Never in my life did I think we'd see a president do what happened the other day. These are perilous times, Lord. So we pray for one another. We strengthen one another, Lord, because we know we're going home soon, but we're still here now. Until that day that that trumpet sounds, we want to live that victorious life in Christ Jesus. Church family, it breaks my heart when I see how many young people are being influenced by drugs, people committing suicide, fentanyl just coming over the border and getting into people. It's just killing our young people. Pray, pray. doesn't take much. Just get them, lay in your bed and just, just ask, say, Lord, is there someone that needs prayer today? And the Lord will just quicken somebody to you. Pray for that person. Pray. Be a vessel unto honor. Meet for the master's use. As we wrap up, if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and you'd like to do that today, then pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray together to help you along. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, accepting me today into your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. No one looking around, if you're making that decision today, we'd like to give you a little package without you standing or coming to the front. So if you're receiving the Lord for the very first time, rededicating your life, or you're just not sure yet, would you go ahead and slip your hand up high? Let the altar worker see you. They'll come right to you. They'll bring you this package. It's our gift to you. If you don't have a Bible, there's a card in there. Take it to the bookstore. It'll give you a free New Testament our gift to you. If that's you, slip your hand up high. 
Let them see it, okay? Everybody born again today, it's a good thing. Lay your hand on an empty chair today. I know this is a holiday weekend. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we call these chairs filled in Jesus' name. Not filled people from other churches, unless they're in some of these crazy churches nowadays, Lord. But we pray for people that are unsaved, unchurched, Lord. People that don't know you as Savior. And we pray these chairs filled in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the holiday weekend, and we just pray your safety upon us. Those that are traveling, keep them safe, Lord, and I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, again, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, that we are blessed Go be a blessing. See you on Wednesday night.